So the title of the message today is Expressions of Worship. Expressions of Worship. You know, when we were worshiping today, I couldn't help but notice how many of you were engaged in worship. Were almost everyone lifting their their hands, singing and standing and, and doing some of the things that I'm going to talk about today. If you want to know why we worship, maybe you're kind of new to all of this and you're saying, why, why are they doing this? Why are they singing? Why are they lifting their hands? Why are they? The why behind it is another message that I don't have time to do today, but you can also listen to that on the podcast. It's called, Why is Worship So Important? Why is worship so important? If I could just give you a nutshell before I head into this about why worship is so important is, first of all, we are giving glory to our creator. He made everything. He loves us. He made you. He died for us through Jesus Christ. But also, the very nature of the word worship comes from worth-ship, old English word, which really means, and this is what worship is all about, it is placing God at the highest place of worth in your heart. Placing God at the highest place of worth in your heart. That's why first commandment of the Ten Commandments is don't have any other gods besides me. Put me first, God says. I want to be first. That's worship putting God first. He is worthy of our worship and praise. So when a person receives Jesus in their life and a person is born again, the life change begins. Everything changes from the inside out. And worship is one of those things that for the person that's just come to Jesus, worship is that thing that takes on a whole new meaning for a person who has been born again. Because before you were born again, worship didn't really have much value. But when you got born again, you go, wow, God made me, he saved me, and this whole thing about worship is awesome. It's because you go from a self-centered life to a God-centered life when you accept Christ. You're no longer worshiping yourself, you're worshiping God, your creator. And in the Bible, we learn different ways to express that worship. Now, for some of you who are new to Christianity or new to Jesus, some of these expressions of worship are a a stretch for you. It's a a place of growing because you're like, man, I was was quiet all my life, and even I went to church and I was pretty quiet, but now this church is singing, and they're lifting their hands, and sometimes I've even seen them shout when the worship leader says, let's shout to the Lord. And occasionally I see some people, you know, getting into it, and they're maybe even dancing a little bit. And this is all new to me, and it's stretching me. I get that. Then there's the seasoned believer. We have some of those in the house. I've been walking with the Lord for a long time. And my challenge to you today as I go over these expressions of worship is to not just let this go by as, yeah, I do that. Yeah, I already... Pastor, I already lift my hands during worship. In fact, I've been doing it for years, and I do it quite well. If I could challenge you today, I believe every one of these expressions that I'm going to go over today, I'm going to go over nine main worship expressions from the Bible. I believe 
that every single person who is a believer can grow further in each of these nine expressions than where you are right now. And so don't think in your mind as I'm going over these that I've arrived, okay? Ask the Lord when I'm going over these, Lord, what are you saying to me in how I'm expressing my worship to you? I believe that there is growth in all of these areas if we're honest with ourselves and we really ask the Lord. Here's another thing, for, and mainly for those who are new to this, or maybe you've been walking with the Lord for a while. I don't believe that these nine expressions of worship are multiple choice. Yeah, I kind of like the, the lifting of the hands one, but I'm not so much into the singing part. In fact, I can't even sing. So I'm going to pick and choose which ones I want to express to the Lord. Those are my own personal beliefs. Those are my own personal things that I express to the Lord. And I want to challenge you today that I believe God wants us to express, because it's in the word, and change according to what is written, not according to what we think we should be doing before the Lord. Can I challenge you with that as well before we head into this? Amen? Amen. So look at these. Ask yourself this question. How can I grow in each of these expressions of worship? And this is so important because to the degree that you worship and express your worship to the Lord, this is so important, is the degree to which you will grow spiritually. And and what I mean by that is worship has everything to do with your spiritual growth. Because God is depositing things in you when you worship him. He's depositing blessings into your life. So if you're not fully worshiping and fully engaged in these expressions, then you're, you're missing out on some spiritual growth in your life. That's why it's so important. So let's take a look at these nine. And the first three have to do with our physical posture. The first one is bowing before the Lord. And that can take place by kneeling or in your heart. You can, you know, bow before the Lord or you can even, you know, bend over just a little bit. Sometimes we do that in worship. We bow before the Lord. Psalm 95 Verse 6 says, come, let us worship and bow down. Let us kneel before the Lord, our maker. So it even says in there, kneeling, you can even lay down face flat on the ground and before the Lord. I've done that many times in the carpet, my face in the carpet, body all the way down, just worshiping God. The, The very word worship in the original Hebrew means to bow down. It means, when you say worship the Lord, it means bow down. All right? And it takes humility to do that, doesn't it? Amen? It it takes humility to bow before the Lord. Oh, I'm not going to do that. That would be humiliating. Well, I'd rather do that before the Lord. and, And because it says at one point in the future, every knee will bow. And every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. So might as well get it done now and grow in the Lord and have a blessed life. Amen. Amen. So there's bowing and then there's also standing. It's another physical posture. Psalm 119, 120 says, my flesh trembles in fear of you. I stand in awe 
of your laws. Other verses talk about standing in the presence of God. And this is why sometimes, well, actually, the beginning of every worship service, every Sunday, you'll hear Jared say, let's all stand before the Lord. Why do we do that? We stand because we stand in honor of God. And I realize that some people have physical limitations where that's difficult. But standing is, it's much like, you know, in in the United States of America, when a judge walks your honor, walks into the room, what do we do? We all stand. The bailiff says, please rise, because we honor in this country, we honor justice. And so we are honoring justice when it, the representation of that walks into the room. We honor the decisions that will be made from that judge. Also, when a president walks into the room, out of respect, those that are in the room rise. And the same is true of when we come into the house of the Lord on the Lord's day, we come into his house, we stand before him in worship, in honor and praise of him. That's the why behind what we, what we do. And sometimes for people, it gets hard to stand for a long time. But, but I want you to th- realize something. There are times during the week that you will stand longer than 20 minutes. And, you know, the Bible talks about the sacrifice of praise. That means sacrifice of praise means you're getting, you're going past the, your physical limitations and you're saying, God, I'm, I'm here to stand to worship you and give you everything. And I realize there's some that can't do that. I, I get that. And this is not a, a house of judgment where people look at each other and go, oh, my goodness, they're sitting. And I'm standing. How, how dare they? You know, I'm so much better. Anyways, we don't, we don't do that here. Amen? Amen. So we try our best, sacrifice of praise, we press through, we try our best to stand and honor the Lord as an act of an expression of worship. Here's another one, dancing. Psalm 149 verse 3 says, let them praise his name with dancing and make music to him with tambourine and harp. Now in the Bible we see worship and praise before the Lord. We see David dancing before the Lord between him and the Lord. We also see dancing. Actually, one of the original words for praise in the Bible, literally in the Hebrew, means to lock arms in a circle and dance. And we haven't had one of those church services. Well, maybe we did at one point, but but we haven't had one of those in a while. And I see the look of total fear on some of your faces. Where am I? How did you... How did you get, what, did you, what kind of church did you get me into? Don't worry, we, 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 what you see, what you saw during our worship service is about, is about what you get. But I will say this, for some of us, I think an expression of this may be something that may be less showy, and that is when you're worshiping the Lord and you're standing, we're all worshiping together, maybe especially on one of those fast songs, you can, you can sway back and forth, Lord, I'm, I'm worshiping you. Some of those big energetic songs when everyone's, you know, you're seeing everyone's into it, you might want to even jump. And it's because what is happening in the service, I guess we're going, let me jump. So, so what is happening in the service is happening together. And, and so the, and the, the reason why I'm saying that is there is a flow of this, and I'll get into this with the, the shouting too. 
there's a flow of the service that happens that the Holy Spirit is leading the congregation in. And in the flow of that service, there's different moments that are happening. And if, you get, if you're in the flesh, you will cause what's happening to the attention to be drawn to you. And I'll have a little bit more to say on that. But dancing could be one of them. In the history that I've been pastoring this church, there's been a couple moments where I think somebody probably got in the flesh and danced in front of, of everybody. And I'm thinking, okay, so everyone's watching this person. And everyone's attention is off the Lord right now. And, uh, and most of the time, it's because that person was going through something. That they, it was very traumatic. And, they, and for them, they needed to get free and good for them. But you can get free with a group of friends in, in a worship in your apartment or, or house. You can get free dancing before the Lord in your room. Um, but there's a fine line with it turning into a show and being in the flesh. All right, so let's go to the next one, the spoken voice speaking. Speaking is an expression of worship. Psalm, excuse me, Psalm 34 verse 1 says, I will extol the Lord at all times. His praise will be on my lips. Sometimes you'll hear me say, I actually said it today in the worship service, let's lift up our voice and worship the Lord. I think that is one of the highest expressions of worship we could ever give. Why? Because you're using the very breath that God breathed into you, gave you life. You're using it to worship your creator. And I don't think there's much more of a greater expression than, than that, to lift up your voice and worship the Lord. And that's where you see in Psalm 150, verse 6, let everything that has breath praise the Lord. And now, this may be a stretch for you if you tend to be more of a quiet person. I tend to be more of a quiet person, believe it or not. And to express your, in your voice is something that is a stretch for you. It's something that you have to grow in, and that's okay. The Holy Spirit will meet you there as you begin to lift your voice. Oh, God, I'm not used to this, but I'll go ahead and I tend to be more quiet. Oh, the pastor or the worship leader is asking us to lift our voice. By the way, when Jared or Jaylena, whoever is leading worship up here, when they feel led of the Holy Spirit to lead us to, to do an expression of worship, I submit to that leadership. When Jared says, let's shout to the Lord or let's lift up our voices to the Lord, I'm doing that. I'm following what he's saying because there is a movement of the Holy Spirit that's happening during the service and the worship leader is anointed to lead us together as a group in worship to the Lord. Amen? Amen. So that may stretch you. Another one that may stretch you for some is shouting. Psalm 27, verse 6. This is an expression. Then my head will be exalted above my enemies who surround me. At his tabernacle will I sacrifice with shouts of joy. I will sing and make music to the Lord. When I first heard about shouting early in my walk with the Lord, and I tried it. I was so, it was so liberating. You know, I think I tried it most of the time in my car with the windows rolled up, and just be out in, the, in a road in the middle of nowhere and just shout. Shout to the Lord 
Hallelujah. How liberating it is spiritually to shout. And if you want a good opportunity in a church service on a Sunday morning, shout when the worship leader says, let's shout to the Lord, or the pastor says, shout to the Lord, and give it all you've got. Let it rip, and, and just shout to the Lord, and it's a great time to shout to the Lord. And as I said earlier, if you're in a quiet moment in the flow of a service, and all of a sudden you're shouting, unless you are super-duper led by the Holy Spirit and he's doing something which I th- that is very, very rare, very rare, then you're going to draw all the attention to yourself. All eyes will be off God. I don't think you want that either. No, you don't want to draw the attention off of God. There's been a few moments where I've been in church services, mainly when someone, say, was giving a tongue and interpretation, say, worship was happening, the music and then someone was led by the Holy Spirit, and they shouted in a tongue, and then there was an interpretation, and I knew, everyone knew it was from the, and there's times, there's times for that, but it's all in order, and when God does it, everyone knows it's, it's happening. I've been in church services, especially with Pastor Jack, where somebody started in on that, and he shut it down, and there's times that he didn't shut it down, and he said he knew it was from the Lord. One of those times he shut it down, believe it or not, was on national TV in front of the world. We were at TBN came to church on the way. They were doing a a prayer service, a global prayer service. They were launching it by via satellite from church on the way. Pastor Jack was a part of leading that service. Twyla Paris came up. She was there and she started leading one of the praise songs. And when the song, and you've got people from all walks of life, Christians from all walks of life, uh, Pentecostal, non-Pentecostal, praying all over the world live. And Pastor Jack's on the platform, Twyla Parrish finishes her song, and someone from the congregation starts shouting out loud in tongues. Pastor Jack said, please stop. I was like, "Uh uh-oh. He said, that's not for now. That is not for, and then he had to go in and explain why we were different from other denominations and go into a little explanation. It was brilliant. It was amazing. And he led us all in that and said, you know, for some, you may want to look into that, but now is not the time for that now is, and then he led, he led the rest of it. And if there's anybody that was into tongues and interpretation of tongues, it was Pastor Jack. Okay. But there's times for it and there's times not for it. And so he led in that. So shouts of joy under the leading of the worship leader. And here's some other things that happen when you shout to the Lord. There's something that happens to your faith in that moment. Because when you're shouting, you're giving it everything. And something kicks in with your faith that doesn't really happen in a, at other times hallelujah, and now it's everything in you is going, yeah, and the Holy Spirit is like, boom, okay? Also, shouting to the Lord scatters the enemy big time. You're shouting, and the enemy's going, whoa, back away. Their faith is engaged right now, and the Holy Spirit is here, and we're out of here, okay? So that shouting scatters the enemy. All right. Another expression of using our mouths is singing. Psalm 47, verse 6 says, Sing praises 
to God. Sing praises to our king. Sing praises. It doesn't say sing praises only if you can sing. And some people are completely tone deaf. And you hear them sing, you're standing next to them in worship, and you just go, praise the Lord. Oh, Lord. Oh, help them. Oh, help them, Jesus. Help me to be on the right note because I'm trying to listen to the worship and listen to them at the same time. But I hear their heart, Lord. <laughs> and uh, we've, we've been around that person, haven't we? And Don't look around right now. Don't look around right now. But, but he tells us to sing. He doesn't say sing if you can or you can't. He says sing. Sing with all your heart to the Lord, and he'll bless your voice. Amen. Amen. A joyful noise. Yes. All right. So the spoken voice, we have, we have sh- speaking, shouting, singing. Now we've got our hands. Play instruments with our hands. Psalm 32, uh, 33, 2 through 3 says, Praise the Lord with the harp. Make music to him on the ten-string lyre. Sing to him a new song. Play skillfully and shout for joy. Amen. Play skillfully using your hands. That is a worship and a praise to the Lord. I, Billy Graham used to put out a little news clip in the newspaper where people would write in and they would ask him questions and then he would answer back. I remember this because my grandma, my grandma Bennett, had those news clippings in her Bible. And every once in a while, you know, I'd be over at her house and I'd be thumbing through her Bible and I'd see these n- newspaper clippings of, from Billy Graham. Well, there was one that I saved from years ago about music at a church service. Listen to this. This is fascinating. Dear Reverend Graham, maybe I'm just old-fashioned, but from time to time, our, our church's music director introduces new songs into the service, and I don't care for them. I like the old hymns and wish we'd just stick with them. Should I complain to our pastor, Mrs. E.W.W.? Now, here's Billy Graham's answer. I just love this. I know this has been a a controversial issue in many churches, and I don't pretend to have all the answers, especially since I'm not particularly musical. But we have a singing faith, and God has given us the gift of music to praise him. The psalmist declared... With singing lips, my mouth will praise you, Psalm 63, 5. He says, instead of complaining to your pastor or anyone else, I urge you to ask God to help you be grateful for all music that points us to God, new or old. No, you may, be, you may not like some of it, but others do. And God can use it in their lives and encourage them and bring them closer to Christ. Remember, the old hymns you like were once new. And someone probably didn't like them either. Sometimes I'm afraid a hymn can become so familiar to us that we sing it without even thinking about the words. But this is wrong, because then our singing becomes empty and meaningless. Don't let this happen to you but meditate on the words of the song you sing and even turn them into a prayer. 
Your music director has probably been wise to introduce new songs slowly. Completely changing everything all at once can be disruptive. Pray for him and encourage him. Let him know that you are grateful for his gifts. Yes, let him know you appreciate the old hymns. But support him also as he seeks to reach a new generation through music. Isn't that a great answer? I just love that. So we have using our hands with instruments. We also use our hands with clapping. Psalm 47 verse 1 says, Clap your hands, all you nations. Shout to God with cries of joy. That's the way I say, let's applaud the Lord in this place. That should be the greatest applause we ever give. You know, football game, baseball game. I've seen some of you guys get pretty wild. The wildest applause should be to the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. Amen? Amen. Clapping also has, like shouting, clapping has a jolting effect to your faith. You clap with everything you've got and something kicks in spiritually that just doesn't happen otherwise. It wakes us up and it also has within it, clapping has within it a scattering of the enemy as well. And that is biblical that the, it's an agreement with God. The clapping is an agreement with God. And it's also a scattering of the enemy. We also, with our hands, we lift our hands. Psalm 63, 4 says, I will praise you as long as I live, and in your name I will lift up my hands. Lifting our hands is an extension of our heart. Let me say that again. Lifting our hands is an extension of our heart. It also has to do as with an act of surrender. You know, when the police come in and they raid, what do they say? Get your, the authority says, if you, get your hands up, hands up, because authority is speaking and authority wants you to surrender. Lifting your hands also is saying, God, I am coming before you and I am stopping the work of my hands. I'm setting it aside, and I've come before you to stop it, to stop the work, and to just lift those hands to you in praise. And you can do that once a week. You can do it every day. But when we come together, we, you can stop the work on the Lord's Day, the Sabbath day of rest, and say, God, I cease from my work, and I surrender with my hands. The work today is, is not happening. It's done, and I'm resting today. I'm lifting these hands in worship and praise to you. So lift your hands to the Lord. So <clears throat> there, there is the nine right there. We went through all of them. And I'm going to ask you during this week, and then we come to worship service next week, I'm going to ask you to remember these, to go over them, and to think about them as you're expressing your worship to the Lord to grow in all of these expressions, to grow in all of these areas. And would you allow the Holy Spirit to speak to you about where you need to grow in these expressions? And maybe for the growth in what I've been talking about today, you've been doing great on all of them, but maybe there's something in you that is crossing the line on the show part. Oh, I've been doing great in all of these. But to me, it's been a little bit showy instead of just focusing on you with these expressions. And for you, that will be a point of growth. 
to not be concerned with what people are doing as far as watching you and looking at you and also also being aware of where we are in the service and also being aware of the intention of your heart is is what I'm doing right now to appear to other people to have it together with the Lord or is it that I'm simply following these expressions out of simple obedience and my love for for you and you can say well pastor that's all that it is but stop stop I'm asking you to ask the Lord to look inside again and say God is there something that you need to refine in me something that's religious you know Jesus came after the scribes and the Pharisees because it was all a show He said, you come in these big robes. You want to be greeted. We just read this in our devotions. You want to be greeted as, you know, such and such in the marketplace. And he said, you you do all these things as outward expressions, but your heart is far from me. And I never want us to be in that place where it's just a show and our heart's far from the Lord. It's all about what's going on inside. And you have to judge that between you and the Lord Uh, as far as your motive is concerned. But let the fire of the Holy Spirit refine those motives, and we'll be here worshiping the Lord with you and cheering you on as you cheer us all on. We're all cheering the Lord, right, in worship to him. For others of you who are more reserved, your growth is going to be stepping out into doing things like lifting your hands. There's a great video, funny video if you want to see it, YouTube Tim Hawkins about lifting your hands in a worship service. He said, you start out low, and he calls it like carry the TV, and then you get higher and higher as you get more comfortable, and then you're, you know, goal posts when you're, you know, doing doing that one. It's super. Tim Hawkins, Christian comedian, just type in lifting your hands, and and you'll see a really funny video. But, But for some of you, it may be singing, and you're not used to that. You will grow so much when you take that step and you start singing or or when they say shout and you say, I don't want, try it. Just try it. or lift your voice slightly, but take that baby step and, and get some spiritual going. You will be blessed more than you can imagine. And I'll close with this final thought. Worship is not about you. Worship is about God, isn't it? And so if, if all you're thinking about is you when you're worshiping, then it's time for you to get past that and know the full meaning behind worship. It is glorifying him, placing him at the highest place of your heart, highest worth. It is glorifying the one who made you and saved you. And it is ascribing to him worth and, and glorifying him with your life. Amen? Amen.